welcome everyone to Authors on the Air. This is First Monday, Open Mic Night, sponsored by the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network's book review crew on Facebook. Um, If you want to have your book well, well reviewed and reach up to 48,000 people with one post, look on book review crew on Facebook and send them a message and ask them if they'll review your book. They review in all genres and for all ages. Anyway, every first Monday, I'd like to invite anyone to call into the studio. And in case you're listening, if you have a book releasing in January, that's this month, January 2020, you're welcome to call in and talk about your book. The studio number is 347-633-9609. My first guest tonight is Al Shapit. Al I met at BoucherCon in St. Pete. He writes a really great story, but man, does he design a bookmark to beat the band. <laughs> so, um, Al, welcome to Authors on the Air, and tell us about you and your book. How are you tonight, my friend? I'm doing very, very good, thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you tonight. Oh, it's uh, About my here. books? Yes, Pardon? tell me. Well, first of all, tell me about your character, your main character. Well, my main character is an amateur sleuth, uh, a socialite who lives in Savannah, and um, uh, I write cozy mysteries, so uh, the books start with a crime and end with a solution. And what is your character's name? My character's name is Patricia Falcon. Uh, She is a uh, uh, married into the Falcon family in Savannah and the Falcon family in Savannah uh, goes all the way back to the founding, which uh, means they're um, part of a good old boy network in Savannah. And that figures uh, uh, significantly in um, the mysteries and the solution to the mysteries. Um, How did, now this is not your first career, is it Al? No, I'm retired. And how did you decide you wanted to write Cozy Mysteries? I got there, you know, roundabout way. I started off when I retired writing romance and wrote quite a few romance books and um, then uh, sort of edged into um, romantic suspense. And uh, from romantic suspense, uh, I just really liked the idea of Cozy's and the um, absence of sex and the absence of violence and the absence of foul language and all that. And that I just felt very, very comfortable writing Cozy. And um, I'm now, I've just recently released my third book and well into my fourth book, and it just feels like what I should be doing, and I certainly enjoy doing it a lot. Were you always a big reader? Absolutely, <laughs> and I and I read romance. I I um, my mother read historical romance all the time, and um, I loved the stories that were in the historical romances. I didn't realize there was sex in them until I got old enough to understand what sex was. I just thought they were, you know, swashbuckling, really cool stories and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I love that. And um, I didn't find out that men weren't supposed to be reading romances until I went away to college, and my roommate told me that was uh, stuff that women read. 
So I tried some stuff that men were supposed to read, and it was not nearly as interesting as uh, as romance stories were. Eventually, I ended up reading a, an awful lot of contemporary romance, and when I retired, that's really what I wanted to do, is write contemporary romance, and ultimately, as I say, it worked around into um, cozy mysteries. How now, what that means you? is there are there are relationships in my book. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I but, and uh my my principal character, my protagonist is uh got a uh, one daughter who has just gone off to college, so that'll give you an idea of what her age is. And I make sure in in my books that I sort of celebrate the relationship that she has with her husband. So, you know, he comes down in the morning before he goes to work and gives her a little hug or a little peck in the cheek and uh they uh, have a great deal of respect for each other, and um, I, in in that way, I sort of have my uh, relationship um, and adrenaline uh, working uh, a little bit. Uh, obviously, because it's a cozy, we don't deal with any of the sexual activities that they get involved in. And, you know, for some people, that's a, a joy. And and I have to tell you, even though I read across genre, in a lot of romance and, and everything else, it, it can be off-putting at times. So I know your first book was Savannah Sleuth, Vigilantes for Justice, book one. And then right. there was uh, Savannah Justice, which book two. Secrets no. and Suspense. No, it's not. Oh, sorry, no. that's book three. It's Sleuth. Sleuth was first. Yeah, exactly. Then Secrets. Sleuth was first. Secrets was second. Justice was third. Third. And you will have another one coming out soon. Passion, correct? Uh, that has been renamed Dragon. <laughs> ah, how fun. And I'm, how um, fun. I'm 100 pages into it, uh, and it's really, really looking good. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Um, your branding is just delicious on your books. No one can, will ever mistake your book for anybody else. And um, and I've mentioned to you that because I love the bookmark so much, um, and let me just explain to listeners, when we were at, um, at um, BoucherCon in, Terry, what was it, a year and a half ago? Yeah, a year and a half ago yeah. in, in, at St. Pete. Um, Al had, there's a table where all the authors lay out their bookmarks, and Al's character was drawn on one of the bookmarks and it was so different from any of the other bookmarks that were on there the colors just lit up for me so I grabbed a handful and every time I've sent out books to someone I always put one of Al's bookmarks in there <laughs> uh, tell us about book number three please okay well um, let me just uh, give you an idea of what I'm doing in the books as I say, okay. there's a crime at the beginning of the book, and it gets solved at the end of the book. Um, typically, uh, when I find somebody has read any of my books, I ask them, did you know, did you guess the ending? And almost never does somebody that I talk to say they guess the ending. In the first book, Patricia's mother is murdered, and the police haven't got a clue, and Patricia figures it out. So I think that's a pretty nice way to start a series. In the second book, Patricia's husband is kidnapped in the opening pages, and the kidnappers don't want money. They want something that only Patricia can come up with, but the problem is she doesn't know where it is, and she has to figure out where it is. 
obviously she does. In the third book, um, A Friend, which is the one that has just released at the end of December, Patricia is at a party and a friend um, comes to her and tells her that she would like Patricia to look into an uh, investment that the friend has made, which she suspects may be a fraud. Um, and uh, Patricia doesn't want, you know, doesn't want to do that because, you know, she, she doesn't know anything about investments. Um, but the friend, you know, persists and out of sheer friendship, she says, okay, it wouldn't hurt to look into it. Um, it happens to be a Bernie Madoff kind of scheme. Wow. Involving rare, involving rare cars. And um, it takes Patricia quite a long time to really figure out what's going on because everybody in Savannah is invested in this and everybody's getting great returns from it, or so they think. Being a Ponzi scheme, they are actually getting money out of the thing. Patricia ultimately figures out what happens and then something uh, very tragic happens, which sends a story off in another direction. And uh, uh, Patricia is a suspect in what happens there. Well, it sounds like fun. I can't wait to read it. Can you please tell everyone where your website is and where we can find you on social media? Well, I'm everywhere on social media. So <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're active on any of anything, uh, just put my name in, A-L-A-N. Last name is spelled with a C, C-H-A-P-U-T. My website is my name, which is www.allenshapit.com. Alan, thank you so much for calling in and telling us about your books. I will never forget you for as long as I live because you have the <laughs> most unique book covers ever. And it's such a pleasure to speak to you. I can't wait to read your book. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. Next, Goodbye. I have on um, on the switchboard my friend Terry Lynn Coop, who is – uh, she's a recovering substitute teacher right now. I mean, she's recovering just from today. Uh, she is a former en civil engineer. She's a former attorney. She is also hysterically funny, writes the best posts on <laughs> Facebook. She was, my, was a host in this network and actually took over for me when I couldn't do some shows. And poor thing, she got... She just had to do like seven shows in one week. I thought it would kill her. <laughs> but on the flip side, I introduced, I brought her from Kansas out to Florida. I think she's forgiven me for now. She's a terrific author. Welcome back to Authors on the Air, Terry. <laughs> Hello. And that was Hello. a great month. That was a fun month. It really was, wasn't it? You almost lost your mind, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, it was insane. And my voice. But that is and your okay. Voice. How are you? I am great. I am great. I did not know that you had a Juliana Martin mystery book number two, Ride the Lightning. Now, you have teased me about that book, and I've gotten to read little bits and pieces of it, but I know you have a very busy schedule. Not only did you move here, you were renting for a while, then you bought your own place, and then you started substitute teaching, and you kind of go all over the county um, teaching mm -hmm. wherever they call you. And I love reading your post about, you know, America's best and brightest. 
or Florida's uh, best and brightest, Pennywise. No, actually, the, no, the kids are wonderful. Right now I'm on a five-week assignment covering for a teacher on maternity leave. Uh-huh. So I actually got it. I got a chance to actually get to know the kids a little bit, and they're great. They really, really are. But it is definitely like being in a windstorm. <laughs> what um, what subject are you covering for this teacher? English. Well, there you go. You're at least you're in your atmosphere. You're in your wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, in about a week we're going to be going over characters. Oh, fun. So I'm going, oh, be, fun. I'm going to be giving them assignments to create their own characters. Oh, my gosh. How how old are the kids? What grade are they in? They are freshmen. Oh. <laughs> are you the teacher they love, or are you going to be the teacher they hate at the end of five weeks? Well, considering that the only thing I've done for the, that I did for the two weeks before break was administer midterms. <laughs> <laughs> So ask me that question again in a week or so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, so it's, I wanted, it's, it's, I'm it's glad a whole you're new having world fun with every it, day. Uh, I bet it is. Uh, I bet it is. I want to go. I also want to make mention that Terry Lynn Coop was the first. Uh, she raised her hand first when I asked my crime fiction writer friends to send in a short story for Betrayed, the anthology. And Terry's is the first story in that book. It is magnificent. Um, Everybody raves about the story. It is absolutely one of my favorites. And then uh, Terry, when she was visiting, we went up to Tampa to do a noir at the bar reading where she read Mm -hmm. a piece of flash fiction that was by far one of the best I've ever heard. You and and Eric Pruitt are my two favorite flash fiction readers, no doubt. And maybe oh, Tom Pitts, man. too. That Talk about some fun, big though, shoes right there. It, yeah. So your first book, Devil's Deal, was absolutely one of my favorite books. And, and I actually have a signed edition of it because you did indeed come and stay with me for a while. And we had a great time. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about the first Juliana book. Well, in the first book, Juliana is Juliana Martin is a high-powered Dallas attorney. She takes care of the rich and the problems of the rich and famous until she comes to work one day and finds that the FBI has raided the family law firm. <laughs> Always a yeah. Monday. It's Monday, and she she escapes. Basically, they've arrested her father for basically Rico and for they're they're claiming that he murdered a stripper. I love so that. So Juliana goes on the run until she meets up with FBI agent Ethan Price. And she's offered what I call the devil's deal that she has to work with the FBI to take down one of the firm's clients. Otherwise her father is gonna is gonna go to the the electric chair for this murder. And then is she and Ethan, things get complicated and they end up solving the solving the crime and finding out that the bad guys are really, really bad guys without without doing any spoilers there. Yeah, but usually what I do in my books is there's usually two two crimes that right. turn out to intertwine with each other. Yes. And in the second book, 
And at, at the end of the book, basically, you know, the family firm is destroyed. Her father is in prison, but not for the murder. He just goes to prison for some of the Rico stuff because dad was no choir boy. There and you go. He's driven. She's driven out of Dallas, and she's. Um, but in the in the meantime, she has accumulated a camper and a chihuahua. <laughs> now you and, wrote a short story and, um, last year, a, a kind of a a short story for Juliana Hunted. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mm-hmm. pick up where the end of Devil's Deal is, or was that kind of like an in between type of thing? Yes, setting us up for uh, Ride the Lightning. Well, no, actually, it, it technically happens after Ride the Lightning, but it is a standalone. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you don't, you know, I, I, there's no great surprise here. Both Ethan and Juliana survive everything, and they're still together, but it's really complicated. And in Hunted, all they try and do is they just try and take a weekend off. <laughs> God. Take a road One trip. of those. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> and we, yes. And then there is another um, Ethan and Juliana short story in in um, Dark Yonder. Oh, which that's is right. A, yes, the, the book of, the book of short stories yes. honoring Eric Pruitt's bar. Right. And on that that one, Ethan and Juliana, they just want to have a drink. <laughs> You don't cut them a lot of slack. You don't cut them a lot of slack, do you? No. Well, and and where Ride the Lightning picks up is um, Juliana has taken the the camper to Biloxi, Mississippi, to the beach. Mm -hmm. And because she's who she is, she ends up taking a a job at a strip club and ends up running the place. (laughs) A gal's got to work. She describes herself, I'm just, work, a, yeah. I'm just a mild-mannered manager of a hoochie club. <laughs> when a one night, a motorcycle gang, motorcycle, outlaw motorcycle club comes riding in, and guess who's undercover with the motorcycle club? Oh, it, ha- it has to be Ethan. Oh, of course it is. And he just walks back into her life. And in that one, in that particular one, without giving too many spoilers, there, the crimes are there's a um, a death penalty case where she comes to believe that he was wrongfully convicted, and then there's a big drug ring, and that's what that's what has Ethan in town, meth meth and motorcycles, math made in heaven. There you go. And and the two and the two crimes spiral around each other until of course they're connected because that's what I do. That's what you do and do it very well. I might add, um, well, Harry, thank you. are you writing on the next one or do you have time to write with all yes. your other activities? Oh yes, I am. I mean, they'll, and it will not take nearly as long on the second one. There were some real life crises that delayed book number two. Right. Well, um, you yes, actually had to move. You moved across the country for for one thing. You know that probably or halfway around the country, so yes. that had a lot to do with it. You know, and and then you bought a new place to live. So I can understand that. And you know, and you also run another business. You run a couple other businesses. So you're a pretty busy lady. Yeah, but I am. What? I and in and in Ride the Lightning, there is a sneak peek at book number three, which right now is. 
the working title is A Thousand Cuts. Oh, I love it. I love it. And book number three opens up with Jewel is basically having a, a bit of a life crisis. Her mother she, her wants whole... her to move back to Houston and take over the co-op board. Oh, boy. She doesn't want to. She doesn't, as she puts it, I don't want to live with my mother. <laughs> Guess not. Oh, Lordy. Um, Terry, where's the best place for readers to find you if they want to check you out and check out your books? Um, ye old Amazon and also Terry Lynn Coop, which is T-E-R-R-I-L-Y-N-N-C-O-O-P.com. Very is, good. Uh, it has the inf- information on everything. But I do have to say one thing after after going going after Al and his cozies, uh-huh. I don't avoid sex and violence. No, <laughs> I read the first book. I know that's true. Oh goodness gracious! Well, <laughs> but it's and in the and in the written. and in the second book we have a scene where Jewel and Ethan are they're talking at the bar after hours, and she says, "Well, you have to get back to the to the club," and he goes, "No, they aren't expecting me anytime soon." And she says, well, why? And he replies, I told him I was banging the bartender. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes, she, I have to tell you that. <laughs> to which she replies, then let's not make a liar out of you. There you go. And that's yeah. a Terry Lynn Coopism. It's <laughs> a Terry Lynn Coopism. <laughs> I um, encourage you to go find Terry Lynn great on character. I encourage you to go find Terry Lynn Coop on Facebook too and read some of her posts. Um, absolutely some of the most intelligent commentary you're ever going to see and some of the most hysterical too. If there's a way to make a smart assy remark, Terry Lynn's going to figure out how to do it. And you're not even going to know until you remember tomorrow what she said today. So um, <laughs> this is Terry Lynn Coop, who is now my kind of sort of close Florida neighbor and um, mm-hmm. the book is Ride the Lightning. It is the Juliana Martin mystery book number two. Terry Lynn, thanks for being with me. I, I miss seeing you. We're going to really have to do some meet halfway like in Sarasota or something. Oh, definitely. Oh, and Ride the Lightning. I mean, obviously, if you read Devil's Deal, you'll have all the backstory. But Ride the Lightning stands alone as well. Right. And and let's not forget to the Yonder book and the Betrayed book, the Betrayed Anthology. And you can find that on, on Terry Lynn's um, uh, author page on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It'll be there. Mm-hmm. And and also, the Yon- is the Yonder book on there, too? Yes, it is. Okay, there you go. And, and, and um, coming, coming, I don't know exactly when it's going to be coming, but I also have a, a story coming out in an anthology based on the music of Biggie Smalls. There you go. That ought to be fun. I want to also make a mention, if you're interested in both of books right now, there's a special on Kindle. You can get Devil's Deal and Ride the Lightning for $3.98. That you cannot beat for your Kindle. Terry Lynn, thanks so much, my friend. And let's talk again soon. Absolutely. All righty. Thank you. Bye. Good night now. Bye-bye. And that's our show for Open Mic Night. I will see you again in February, first Monday. Um, in the meanwhile, if you want to find me, you can reach me at info at authorsontheair.com. You can also contact the book review crew on Facebook. I want to thank them for the support and um, for all their wonderful reviews. Thanks for being with me, folks, and thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll see you later.